98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country with Tig and Good Morning Daniel. Uh, Tig, I saw on TikTok the other day, which, you know, whenever I see something on TikTok, I'm just like, well, I believe it. That's got to be true. Um, they say the, the number one business that never goes out of business is a laundromat. Can me and you please buy a laundromat? Uh, you know, I know a guy uh, personally that uh, owns a couple laundromats, and he's doing very good. He does so very well. I went to his let house. let me rephrase the question. Do you know a guy that owns a laundromat? I said, can we buy one? Well, I was saying that it sounds like a good, you know, you think it wouldn't be, but now they take cards, and now it's like this whole big deal. The only thing that worries me is how much does it cost to fix a commercial washing machine? What's the overhead? What's the rent? All that kind of stuff. But you're right. So they can still we, exist. Can we buy I know they still exist. Can we buy one? Yeah, if you want to find one, we'll find one. We'll buy it. You find it. Tiger Daniel's laundromat. I'll be a silent partner. I won't say a word or invest any money, and I'll just take half. Do we want to put our name on it? Hell yeah. But what if it sucks, and then our name would be drugged through the mud? How could it suck? But who uses laundromats? People that are out of a washer or dryer. Like, sometimes people don't have... How much is a washer and dryer, by the way? I don't think I've ever had to just go purchase one. And one I, came with my house. I have a rental house, and I think I spent $1,000 replacing a washer dryer one time. So 500 each unit, maybe, something mm -hmm. like that. But is it people, because my, my wife works in property management, and she rents apartments out to people, and some of these don't have the hookups. So I guess those people that live in the apartments would use a laundromat if you, yours gets busted. Like, my right. neighbor came over and used our laundry our washing machine the other day, but that would be kind of the person that would go there. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to have the laundromat, and we're, then we're going to have, like, entertainment in there because I've been to laundromats before, and I lived in New York City and had to go sit there and wait for the clothes. No entertainment. We're going to have televisions in there. We're going to have uh, uh, video games. Mortal Kombat would be in there, you know? You, don't, you probably don't remember this, but I remember in airports, they would have a TV you could watch. You sat down, and you had your own television. I remember that back in you the day. You put quarters yeah. in it. So we could do quarters for the laundry, quarters for the entertainment, quarters for Mortal Kombat. We're going to be rich. What else? What else can we do? What what, what else would make the laundromat? A uh, vending machine with Reese's Pieces and things. We'll make this place. Keg beer? There's already one of those, like a washeteria with a, a bar in it. Have you been to uh, one of those places where uh, it's a like it's a tap? And you run a card. And, and you run then, a yeah, card sure, and then it yeah. spills out the beer to uh -huh. a certain amount that you paid for. We could do that. we got to find one of these, buddy. All right. We're going to be so rich. <laughs> I'm into it, man. I would love to own a laundromat. I go over there with my wrench and stuff and try to fix. What are you going to do with a wrench? Daniel, you can meet ladies over there. Could I? Because they'd be like, who are you? And you go, well, this is my laundromat. Yeah. Then they're going to get impressed. Like I own this place. <laughs> it's good stuff. I remember the first time I heard that song, I was like, this lady likes that guy, and then you find out, no, she hates that guy. It's 98.5 The Bull from Gabby Barrett. Tiger Daniel at 640. Hey, Daniel. Tiger, you know, I'm a humongous fan of movies, and I have a ticket on my AMC app this evening for Oppenheimer. Mm -hmm. Starts at 5 o'clock. And Oppenheimer is about what? Uh, Robert Oppenheimer, the guy that uh, invented the atomic bomb. That we used in Japan, mm -hmm. and uh, then later on he didn't know if he should have invented that kind of thing. Right, and I've seen two giant headlines in the news. Uh, the one I saw yesterday was Oppenheimer, the best movie of the century. Really? And what's the second headline? Barbie. No, what's the second headline about Oppenheimer? It was a tough watch. It's three hours long. Oh, okay. So I was thinking, man, three hours? Why do they make movies so long these days? And I realized that they're, they're not, actually. Uh, the three-hour movie's been around for quite a while. Uh, what's the longest movie you feel like you've ever seen? I went and saw a movie called Lincoln with Daniel Day-Lewis, and it felt like it was four hours. I mean, I really like history, but that was... They should have an intermission. If There should be a rule. If it's over three hours, let's like when you go to a play or something, let's have an intermission. Because I always feel like if I go to the bathroom, I'm going to miss the most important part of the movie. Well, say you however, have a 20-minute intermission, that's going to stretch this thing out even longer. However, I, but I think I, it's a good reset, right? Like... I don't want to miss the best part of the movie. Mm -hmm. And I never know when that's coming. So when I go to the bathroom, I have to come back and go like, did I miss anything? Three hours is pretty brutal, isn't it? And now you add uh, 25 minutes worth of previews before it. Mm -hmm. So it is going to be brutal. I've got some long movies here, and I want you to predict if they're shorter or longer than Oppenheimer. Oh. Oppenheimer, three hours. Okay. <laughs> 
Uh, we'll start off with the movie Saving Private Ryan. That's a long movie, but it's such a good movie that it kind of flies by, doesn't it? Yeah, I enjoy watching that one. So is Saving Private Ryan longer or shorter than Oppenheimer? Shorter. I got that That is correct. Yeah, you have your little bell over there that you like to ring? Okay, thank you. I like the the real bell, but Ty's using an AI bell. Um, Saving Private Ryan, two hours, 49 minutes. All right. How about the movie Titanic, which Mm. Ty once went and saw with his mom, which is very uncomfortable because in it there is a nude scene. Well, I got in trouble when I was a teenager, and my punishment was... And this is, doesn't sound like a good punishment, but it was a, a very effective punishment. I got in trouble when I was a teen, and my mom said, you're going to go see Titanic with me now. And then there was all that making out. And th- it was so uncomfortable that it was a, a very effective punishment. Uh, Titanic versus Saving Private Ryan. Is Titanic longer than Oppenheimer or shorter than Oppenheimer? Oh, I think it's longer. That is correct. Well, I, I, I did the old-fashioned bell. Okay. Uh, Yes, three hours, 14 minutes. But that was another movie that seemed like it flew by. Remember that scene where they're in that car mm-hmm. and the, her hand goes up and it's all foggy? Imagine sitting next to your mom when you're 16 and that's happening. Buddy, I was with, at the movie with my dad at Pulp Fiction during that love scene. That's way more <laughs> awkward than the Titanic one. Uh, let's do Ben-Hur. Ben-Hur, a very old movie. Oh, boy. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie, so it would just be a shot in the dark for me. I would say Ben-Hur is probably shorter. Ben-Hur, no, eh. Ben-Hur, three hours, 27 minutes. Have you seen Gone with the Wind? Yeah. <laughs> I have. Um, I think Gone with the Wind is longer. Uh, correct. Three hours, 42 minutes. So I don't know where I got this notion that nowadays they're making all these very long movies. I guess they've always made long movies, but if it's good, it flies by. For example, Saving Private Ryan flew by. Um, Force Gump was a fairly long movie, and I could watch that every time it comes on TBS, couldn't you? Yeah, because I'll have plans that night, and then I see, like, I'm going to watch such and such. Then I'll see Forrest Gump's on cable, and i got to watch Forrest Gump every time. And then I had also read that 20,000 people had already signed up to do a Barbie Oppenheimer double feature. And I've just got to be curious, which one of those would you go see? If you're going to see them back to back, what do you see first? Barbie or Oppenheimer? between the two subjects. Uh, Oppenheimer getting 92% right now on Rotten Tomatoes. Looks like it's going to be a good movie. Is that Barbie? Barbie's got 88%. Yeah, they're going to be, it's so going to be huge. They're pretty good movies, apparently. So we'll see how it goes. It's 98.5 The Bull. Daniel likes to go to the movies by himself. Or do you want me to go see Oppenheimer with you? Mm, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks. People like Tyke and Daniel on 98.5 The Bull. People like to go to the movies with each other, but you can't talk in there. I don't know, I don't know what the, even the point is. Yeah, but I don't, like... The people in the movie theater, they always go like this. I'll, I'll make an example. They try to be courteous. That's why I can't go to the movies. They open Skittles or something, right? Mm-hmm. And they try to be nice. And they're so they're opening it very slowly like this. They're trying to be quiet. Meanwhile, it's making it worse. Just go like this. Okay. Just open the thing. So uh, I don't think we're going to go together. I will. I would like to ride over there with you in your Nissan Maxima because you've got those uh, tinted windows, so your car has to be at least 90 degrees cooler than my car. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a great thing. It it's summer. like sunglasses without sunglasses in my car. And also, the other day, I tried to get onto the BA, mm-hmm. you know, Broken Arrow Expressway, and there's a car just stopped in, in the middle of the BA. I'm not talking about barely moving. I'm talking about parked almost. And uh, my car is like, dee, 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 dee. had it not been for that, Daniel, I think I would have ran into the back of him. And Nissan keeps me safe. My number one thing in my life is my son. And I need to make sure he's safe. And so that's why I love Nissan. Somehow they figured out how to make it safe and look good at the same time. Oh, and a Jackie Cooper Nissan, whenever you go trade in your car or just want to sell one, they'll give you $1,500 over Kelly Blue Book. So that checks all the boxes to me. Look good, safe. Jackie Cooper Nissan giving you 1500 over Kelly Blue Book. Yeah, and then if you want to get into a new vehicle like the Rogue, one of the biggest selling SUVs out there, 0% interest. How about that? I mean, I don't understand the economy and inflation and stagflation and all that. 
However, it doesn't get any better than 0%, and that's exactly what you get at Jackie Cooper Nissan. Get started today. Check out the cars they have. Get rolling. JackieCooperNissan.com. That's JackieCooperNissan.com. 98.5 The Bull in today's hot country with Tig. And good morning to you, Daniel. Uh, Tig and Daniel, when I say the king of all media, who do you think I'm talking about? That's uh, the radio host, Howard Stern, isn't it? When I say the king of pop, who am I talking about? Michael Jackson. Which boxer was as the greatest? He's like, I'm the greatest. Um, Muhammad Ali. Right. Now, I was listening to Howard Stern the other day, and he was talking about how he he became known as the king of all media. He just started saying that. Nobody gave him that title. He just started saying, I am the king of all media. Yes. Uh, Michael Jackson. Nobody gave him that title. He gave himself that title. King of pop. King of pop. Mm-hmm. When you see Muhammad Ali, he's like, I'm the greatest in the world. Technically, probably not the greatest in the world, but just by him saying that, you got to kind of get your mind that that guy must be, you know, pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. I think we ought to start saying we're Tulsa's number one morning show. I know it's not true. I know it's not true, but if we start saying it, it'll get into people's heads, Right. And then they'll think, oh, man, well, this is Tulsa's number one morning show. I got to listen. But what if we are? We may be. Well, here's the thing about number one or best. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really, it's, it doesn't mean anything because you're not saying you're number one what, you know, like you could be, Tiger Dingo could be Tulsa's number one rated morning show according to the Ty Rogers Family Reunion in 2022. <laughs> Do you yeah, know what I'm mom, saying? My mom said we're good. So <laughs> I asked you the other day, I was like, why don't we just start going by Tulsa's number one morning show. And you said it sounds what? Braggadocious. Braggadocious. I didn't like all that. I think that uh, it's not kind of our thing to brag, you know? And so I didn't like it. But you're confused because we're not number one. So it's how's it braggadocious if we're not really? It's like Muhammad Ali. Did it entertain you when he was like, I'm the greatest in the world? Was that not entertaining to you? Well, I just believed it because I thought somebody must have given him that title. Right. So I didn't know that Michael Jackson named himself the King of Pop. Yeah, and then uh, I'd also heard that Joe DiMaggio demanded to be referred to as the world's greatest living baseball player. Okay. Uh, you can just say these things. That they're, not, they're technically uh, not true, but also what does number one mean anyway? So well, Tulsa's number one morning show. You could, like you said, you can manipulate however you want. You could be number one in a lot of ways. So whenever you're riding and you see a radio billboard or something like that, and if it says number one morning show, you kind of think in your mind, whoa, that is number one. I better start listening to it, see what they got going on over there. All right, so I'll let you uh, close this out if you want to end with your Well, little... I want to be in agreement with you before. I don't like it, if I'm honest. Well, elaborate. It just... Nobody likes to hear somebody brag about. I love watching Muhammad Ali. If they're number one or not, I don't know. I don't. It's not my style. Oh, what is your? What is your? Let me hear the Dirty Bird style. What is little Tig's style? I'm more. uh, What do you call it when you pick on yourself, or I pick on you? I don't know. What is it called? Boring. Maybe. I don't know. It's like, I don't like that. It's too entertaining. But you also didn't like when that Johnny Football or whatever would uh, go into the end zone and whatever. He would make the sign for cash, and you were like, oh, oh, how could he do that? All right. Well, I'm going to let you uh, hit this next song here, and you can sign off however you want on this break. If you want to use your little tagline, I'll let you do that. All right. It's uh, Luke Combs on Tulsa's number one morning show, Tig and Daniel, (laughs) 98.5 The Bull. It's 98.5 The Bull. Today's Thai Country. Good morning. I am Tig, and hey to you, Daniel. That's Tulsa's number one morning show. They say, Tig, that um, <laughs> you saying that. a lot of people um, are eating earlier, and people are trying to figure out this new trend. They say about 10% of restaurant guests are now being seated between 2 p.m. and 5 p.m., and that's up 5% from a few years ago. And I think I have a theory on why more people are eating earlier. Okay. And what do you, what if you had to speculate? I think people are uh, able to work remotely now, and so their schedules are a little bit freer than you work in the 8 to 5 at the office. That's what I would guess. That's a a good theory. I hadn't thought of that. I think it's because you can get those early bird specials. Everything is expensive now. Uh, I keep seeing this on the Internet. People are questioning, when did fast food become unaffordable? 
And I've noticed that myself whenever I go through a drive-thru. It's no longer the cheapest option in, in some cases. Do you know what I'm saying? I remember going through getting the same order at like McDonald's or something and the, it being five, six dollars. And now you're spending double digits even at McDonald's. For one meal. Yeah. So don't you think it's because now that like, restaurants have these early bird specials? I mean, if you can go to Texas Roadhouse as opposed to like Sonic and spend about the same amount of money, you're going to go to Texas Roadhouse, Probably, right? Probably, yeah. Well, that's my theory on why the uh, early birds are uh, coming out. Well, it's true. Uh, you know, you have a buddy, and he talked about this to you. He has a bunch of kids, and he said, you know, just to go to McDonald's is 50 bucks. I mean, you know, that's nothing. It's tough, you know, especially if you have kids. I eat so early. I've gone to Texas Roadhouse and got there and had to wait for the early bird special to start. Mm-hmm. What time do you eat dinner over there? Uh, probably 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock? Yeah, 6 o'clock. What, are you crazy? What are you, like 100? You check your rain gauge and go Buddy, eat at 4? I start watching that clock around 3.30, <laughs> waiting for it to get 4, and I'm having dinner about 4 o'clock, and I really? love it. <laughs> Whatever. We used to be cool, man. We used to go out to clubs and try to, like, meet ladies when we were single and stuff, and uh, now you're talking about going out to eat at 3.30? Yeah, man. I'm trying to get them deals. Have you had? <laughs> uh, you should love the early bird special more than anybody else. It's just tough with the family, man. There's uh, schedules and schools and all that and baseball. And, you know, it's not as easy as you have. A, Daniel Ty, goes home and sleeps like a cat. like he's, you know, the most busiest dude in the world. When literally all he, he gets off work and then has to pick his son up at, what, 2 or 4? We're doing 4.30 right now. And that's it. What do you mean that's it? That's the, that's the schedule. You yeah, pick I know, him up. But you I can't go out. like you're taking him all around town. And then the other day you claimed that you had to pick up sticks in the yard all day. <laughs> Tyg's yard is the size of this studio. And he's like, I, I was out there picking up sticks all day long like he's a lumberjack. <laughs> it was hard, and then my back hurt the next day. Not even limbs, just sticks, he said. It was littered after that storm. It's <laughs> 98.5 The Bull, Tyg and Daniel. Good morning. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tyg and Daniel. You know, we got our own podcast, Daniel, the Tyg and Daniel podcast. You can uh, Daniel doesn't like it when I explain how you listen to the podcast. Just say, check it out. Check it's out the, the Tyg one, and Dana podcast. It's the number one podcast in Tulsa. Oh, is it? Okay. Um, and it's a show replay. It's not us just talking about nonsense. It's like whatever you hear on the radio, we just put it back up. And uh, later on, I'm a little nervous because I'm doing this podcast. Um, I used to work at the David Letterman show back in the early 2000s. Oh, hang on. You dropped a name. <laughs> okay, here it is. Old name dropper over there. So I'm, I'm kind of nervous because I'm looking at the podcast, this David Letterman podcast. And basically what it is, is people come on and they talk about the time they went on the show. I'm seeing celebrities on this podcast, like actual celebrities talking about what it was like. And then this guy reaches out to me and says, hey, I know you were an intern there. I'd like you to come on the podcast. And I, I said to him in an email, I said, It'll be the worst podcast that you have. I will destroy your podcast. All I was was a little intern. However, he's re. He's relentless, and he says I should come on this podcast later. Tag, why don't you just promote the fact that you're going to be on the podcast? Stop trying to act like this humble brag about you're going to be on the David Letterman podcast. We're all very proud of you. Congratulations. When is it out? When is it dry? I don't have any stories to tell. Well, then what the hell are you going to do on the podcast? That's my point, Daniel. Well, you better get some stuff ready. This thing, you're recording this today, and you got nothing to talk about? The only thing I can think of that's any, and I mean, this is like 10% interesting, maybe even 4% interesting, is one time I drove, this is back when David Letterman and Jay Leno, and that those wars were going on, and it was NBC and CBS, and... David Letterman and Jay Leno were some of the biggest stars on television at that point. He was a major, major star, and I was working there. And one day, I got a call from his office, and they said, Hey, Tyg, do you know how to drive a stick shift? Now, the only reason I think they called me is because I grew up in Alabama, and they thought, Hey, this dumb redneck must know how to drive a stick shift because he probably grew up on a tractor or something. And I said, Yeah, I do know how to drive a stick shift. And they said, Great, Uh, David Letterman... uh, he needs gas in his car, and he was driving a Porsche at the time, and uh, it was a stick shift. The first time I drove in New York City, this is the first time I drove in New York City ever, was in David Letterman's Porsche. I was scared to death. I was about to say, well, that is uh, terrifying. I mean, it's one thing if you're in, like, a clunker, but this is a Porsche of a major celebrity, and I, I get to the gas station, I finally make it there. I'm dying the whole way. I'm scared to death. And I get there. And then while, and up there, for some reason, I think they have to pump your gas or something. The guy who works there, you can't pump your own gas or I don't know. 
So I decided I'm going to go through David Letterman's car and see what he's got going on in here. You know, I would like to see some, you know, something scandalous in here. Well, now that's, now hold on. Now you've caught my attention. That's interesting. So I look at his glove compartment and I think about it. Should I do this? Maybe, you know, a rich guy like him, am I being surveilled? Does he have a camera in here? Will somebody tell on me? But I decide finally to go through his glove compartment and see what, you know, what a rich guy would have in his glove compartment. And this is why I don't need to go on the podcast because I looked in the glove compartment and there was just the manual. There's nothing else. There was there nothing was good. Just a manual. Nothing. Okay. Um, Should I make up something? No. And don't say make like up I anything. found a bra? No. Lord, no. You get that guy in trouble. Oh. Um, did he have a cassette or CD player in the Porsche or whatever it is you drove? He had, uh, he had music on. So when I started the car, it played the music he had been listening to. And which was? It was, it was Foo Fighters. That's interesting. Was okay. it on the radio or was that in a CD or a it cassette? It was a CD or something. Yeah, it was before. Or, it was way before iPhones could connect to your car. It was a CD, I think. Or something. You don't yeah. know the difference in a CD and a cassette. Yeah. Uh, did you look in the trunk? No. Moron. <laughs> Why didn't you look in the trunk? <laughs> could have been somebody in there. <laughs> I didn't think about that. So, uh, you know, I don't have any business being on this How thing. How long is the podcast? Uh, the ones I see are hour, hour and a half. You're going to do an hour and a half as his intern. Yeah, it's going to suck. I mean, it's going to be the worst episode they ever had. I don't know why the guys bother me. I guess they're just, you know, the show's no longer in production. They've got to get anybody they can. Yeah. Oh, and they see that you have a radio oh, is show. because of the writer's strike? They can't get regular folk? Could be, but I, yeah, they can't could get, be. Yeah. They can't get Tom Hanks? So you're not with the actors then. You were against the actors. You're crossing I'm, the line. I'm crossing the picket line. Oh, boy. Although I'm not an actor. You're actress. never going to work in Hollywood <laughs> or New York again. <laughs> My acting career is over. <laughs> 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. Welcome into 98.5 The Bull Fight, brought to you by Optimum Complete. And Daniel, today it's for the chicks this upcoming weekend. And who do we have with us? We have Leonda, a nurse on line one, going to be taking on Kate, who works over Kat. at Prime. Oh, excuse me, Cat, who works over at Primetime Grocery. Uh, Leonda, I guess as a nurse, yes. you're seeing a lot of people coming in with heat strokes and things like that. Um, I work with diabetes, so more of the chronic stuff. Okay. And Cat. Uh, the manager over at Primetime Grocery. Uh, shall we stop by Primetime Grocery today for some great deals? I'll be here till three. Hey, now. <laughs> till three? That's a good schedule. All right, guys. Uh, these are song title synonyms. A synonym is a, a word that means almost the same or exactly the same as in other words, like car and automobile. Got it. You guys understand how to play the game? Yes. All right. We will start with Leonda. This is a Led Zeppelin song, I believe, called Escalator to Paradise. Stairway to Heaven. That is correct. Oh, hang on, Tig. I didn't have Tig's bell. We don't have budget for two bells in the... uh... I guess not. (laughs) One bell. All right. Cat, this is a Red Hot Chili Pepper song, Beneath the Overpass. Pass. Yeah, there's no passing. <laughs> she just said pass. Beneath the overpass. <laughs> Tyke, help her out with that. Under the bridge. Under the bridge. Leonda, a Michael Jackson song, Suave Bandit. Smooth Criminal. Smooth Criminal is correct. Cat, this is a Taylor Swift song, Crummy Hemogoblin. What did you say? Hemoglobin? <laughs> hemoglobin? Hemoglobin. How do you say it, Tug? Hemoglobin, not hemoglobin. Crummy hemoglobin. I think I got that. What do you think it is, Tug? Is that bad blood? Bad blood. Okay. Leanda, you're a nurse. Am I saying hemoglobin right? No, not at all. How do you pronounce it? Hemoglobin. Yeah, well, I don't think you're right, but that's fine. I should know. Okay. I'm, I'm the nurse. Okay. All right, let's get uh, Leanda, a Shakira song, Pelvises Don't Fib. Hips Don't Lie. There you go. Kat, we've got to get you on the board here with this one. Don't Fret, Be Content. Who sang that song, Tug? Bobby McFerrin, I believe. Mm -hmm. 
This is a acapella <laughs> song. Don't fret, be content. <laughs> it's don't worry, be happy. Cat, Cat, are you still there? It sounds like you're rummaging through the uh, glove box. You there? I'm here. All right, Leonda. Yes. Alligator Stone by Elton John. What would that be? Alligator Stone. Oh, my goodness. Alligator Stone? By Elton John. Crocodile High. I have no idea. You think mm, High was, and Stone? Yeah, it's Crocodile close. Rock. Crocodile Rock. Crocodile High. <laughs> Cat, let's get you on the board here. Well, uh, she said stone and high. I get where she was going. <laughs> All right, this is a very old, from an old movie musical here, Cat. Oh, we've got to get you on the board with this one. Croonin' and the Precipitation. Croonin' and the Precipitation. Rain. No. <laughs> now, hold on. You're on to something here. Give her just a little bit of time, Judge, if you don't mind. Crooning and the precipitation. You've got in the rain. What is a, a synonym for crooning? You got me on this one. Singing in the rain. Is that correct? Singing in the rain. That would make sense. <laughs> Leonda. Yes. From the band Journey. Don't cease trusting. Don't stop believing. That is correct. And Kat, I got to get you on the board here. From the B-52s, <laughs> hold on, from the B-52s, Romance Cabin. Please judge, just a bit of time. Uh, romance Cabin, and the guy's like, when you say a faded sign, I'm like, what are they talking about? Oh, my goodness. I don't know. Okay, what's another name for romance? Love. Love. And then cabin, another name for a cabin. A house. Not love house, but if you think that. Shack. There you go. Love shag. Hey, now. Cat <laughs> on the board. But unfortunately, <laughs> it is not enough. Leonda, you have defeated Cat in the 98.5 The Bull Fight. Brought to you by Optimum Complete. Will you hold on to these tickets or are you going to give them to Cat, Leonda? The choice is yours. I'm going to hold on to them. Well, there you go. Uh, good play today. That was kind of a fun game. I enjoyed that, Daniel. And we're yeah, back to another. Uh, fair, fair and square. All good, and y'all are being good sports about it. We appreciate that. And tomorrow for a Friday, Daniel, we're going to double up the tickets tomorrow. You can win four tickets to see the chicks. How about that? That is going to be filled with drama and intrigue. Four tickets to see the chicks up for grabs tomorrow's 98.5 The Bullfight brought to you by Optimum Complete. Right here on 98.5 The Bull in today's hot country with Tyga and Daniel. In the meantime, here's Luke Combs and Fast Car. Good morning. 98.5 98.5 The Bull in today's high country, 7.54. Hey, Daniel. Uh, Tyke, you seemed like you were quite good at the uh, song title synonym game. I, I want to give you a, a couple of more of these, and I want to see if you now can identify all these. We'll do, like, sudden death. So the second you get one wrong, okay, you're going to be a big old loser. Okay. We'll start with another Elton John song, Minuscule Ballerina. Tiny Dancer. Tiny Dancer is correct. How about the Rolling Stones' Untamed Equines? Oh, Wild Horses? Uh, that is correct. How about Kenny Loggins' Hazard Area? Danger Zone? That is correct. Jerry Lee Lewis, Big Spheres of Flame. <laughs> uh, great Balls of Fire. That is correct. How about Prince when pigeons weep? Uh, when doves cry? Mm-hmm. How about Billy Idol's uncolored nuptials? Oh, boy. Uh, white wedding? White wedding. From 1979, thoroughfare to perdition. Thoroughfare to perdition. Mm-hmm. 
might have got me on that one. Let's see. They're a fair to not stairway to heaven. Give yourself a buzz. Okay. That's Highway to Hell by highway ACDC. Hell. Uh, what happened to you? I thought you had you were on a roll uh, there and you just lost at the very last minute there. I'm like a fool. <laughs> Are you ashamed? Yes. I'm ashamed. I don't know. Should we keep doing that quiz or is it too hard? I like it. I don't know. It kind of gets us all thinking. There's a lot of people playing along in the cars, even if you're not on the uh, contest. So, oh, let's keep doing it. We'll see what happens. It's 985 The Bull, Daniel. You know what we should all keep doing is watching out for our health, Daniel. Mm -hmm. I'm to an age now where I'm surprised by my body because used to I, um, used to I would just lose weight by accident, you yeah. know? And then I turned into my 30s and something happened. It's our metabolism, but Red Mountain Weight Loss can help us out with that. They actually got medication that can help boost your metabolism to help you lose weight. That's right. You can get on the phone, your cell phone dial pound 250. A physician will video call you. You'll talk about your goals, what you need done, and come up with a plan. If that plan includes medications or metabolism boosters, they'll send them right to your door. Red Mountain Weight Loss, uh, Daniel, you went to the doctor and he said, you got two things, you got two choices here. I can put you on blood pressure medication or you can lose weight and you decided to lose weight. Red Mountain Weight Loss can help you get there up to 20 pounds in 30 days. That's like a time machine. When's the last time we weighed 20 pounds less than we do now? Red Mountain Weight Loss, dial pound 250, keyword, Red Mountain Weight Loss. That's pound 250, keyword, Red Mountain Weight Loss. That's from Jelly Roll. It's a need of favor on 98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country with Tig. And good morning to you, Daniel. Good morning. This is Tulsa's number one morning show. Okay, listen. I uh, still got to fuss with this guy about this. He, he start, he's wanting to say this on the air, and I think it's braggadocious if you say that. I don't like bragging. I'm trying to trick people into listening. By saying we're the number one Tulsa radio program. Right. It's not true. We're really not. But if we start saying that enough, people will go, oh, oh maybe they are. Because you can't just say that. But you can. Like well, if you go buy a coffee shop and it says Tulsa's best cup of coffee, mm -hmm. wouldn't you have to go in there I and get that? I disbelieve it. No, you wouldn't. You'd be like, wait a minute. I got to try that coffee. <laughs> Remember that movie Elf where it, yeah. it says <laughs> like, Congratulations, the world's guys. number one coffee and he goes in there, congratulate them. Listen, it said there's two coffee shops right next to each other, right? Mm -hmm. One of them says in giant lights, Tulsa's best cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. And then the other one just says coffee. Now, which one are you going to walk into? Probably the number one coffee. Boom. Okay. There you go. We're Tulsa's that's, number that's one strategy. morning show. Also, uh, we're on Facebook, uh, Tiger Daniel, T-I-G-N Daniel. And Daniel, you see the messages that come in to us. Mm -hmm. What is that thing where people send us messages that say, uh, what, what is it they say to us on Facebook? It's an automated message or something. Oh, it, it's, it's like, uh, can I learn more about you? Yes. Can you tell me more about yourself? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I think sometimes some people must be doing that on accident because oftentimes they will follow that up with, I didn't mean to send that. Yeah. So I guess Facebook has something where there's an automated message that goes out I don't on your know behalf. What that is. But somebody, we'll get it all the time where people say, can I learn more about you? Where are you located? And I go, you're creeping me out. <laughs> well, I can tell that they don't mean to do it after you get so many of them. Right. And then they always feel the need to go back and apologize for yep, it. Like, I didn't mean to send that. Sorry about that. But uh, we are on Facebook, Tyga Daniel, T-I-G-E and Daniel. That's one place where we, um, remember Elon Musk, the Twitter guy? He took our blue check mark away on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And he wants us to pay for it now. And I said, we ain't doing that no matter what. But on Facebook, I guess we still got a blue check mark, which, you know. I know Daniel got excited about that. Not really. Yeah, well, I, did. Did. I didn't get no Tig's quest. Daniel came to work. No, 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 no. Tig doesn't put any effort on what we say on the radio, but he wants a check mark, and he's always on and on about this RDS, which is that if you look at your radio right now, it'll say, uh, Daniel. It'll say Tig and Daniel ninety eight five. Whenever we got a blue check mark on Facebook, you came, I remember this very specifically. Oh, you, you came in that morning. Mm -mm. No, let me talk. Please go ahead with your lie. Shut up for go, two go seconds ahead. and stop being a moron. Go. So one day we woke up and we had that blue check mark thing mm -hmm. or whatever that was. And Daniel <laughs> Daniel said that the night before when he noticed we had a blue check mark, he kept refreshing it just to see the blue check mark. You're so full. <laughs> That's I have what you never said. in my life. That's what you done said. That. No. That's what you said. Listen, people want to reach out. They want to send messages to Tulsa's number one radio show. <laughs> what I got to get the phrasing right. Just what is it? Tulsa's number one morning show. I don't like it when you say that. That's stupid. 
But anyway, uh, Daniel got excited about our blue check mark one time. Yeah, and he refreshed a... the page over and over so he could see it. You're right. And uh, we're on Facebook if you'd like to join us there. Tiger well, Daniel, T-I-G-E-N Daniel. You're doing that thing all radio people do. Just say we're on Facebook over and over again. Why should they go visit? Uh, because we put a video of you up there um, where you went into first class on an airplane and you congratulated all the rich people while we were going back to the... Uh, uh, several years ago we did that. <laughs> <laughs> no, and you put and, like things up. Plus, there's a lot of people that probably don't know what you look like, you know? Well, that's a good thing for you, that you don't want them to know what you look like. I mean, it's a good thing for me. Tag looks like that thing from the Goonies. They're like Kathy Bates. (laughs) Kathy Bates of... You like Steve Buscemi. Well, you were the one who said we were almost hot. No, I said we we were almost handsome. Back in the day, we were almost, we almost got there. We got a little, almost close, and then, you know, now it's all downhill. But back then, we almost almost were handsome. We almost... That's good, though, because being handsome would have ruined our lives. People would have been too nice to us. Like if handsome was the end zone, we got to the one-yard line. We were almost there. And now you can uh, find us on Facebook, Tig and Daniel, T-I-G-E and Daniel, where Daniel is obsessed with our blue check mark because he's into himself. That RDS thing that you're so um, obsessed with. You say this RDS, you got to explain what that is. I did earlier when you, the, the writing that's underneath the... Uh, on your car radio, yeah. there's like text and it says 98.5 The Bull and then Tyga Daniel or something like that. You can look down at your radio now. And Tyga toils over this, but why don't you get them to put on that Tulsa's number one morning show? You're the one who wants to talk about that. Correct. I don't, I don't think it's, I think it's braggadocious. I think it's um, rude. Well, you're going to have them do that though. What? Put that on the RDS. No, you do. I, no, but you are. <laughs> You're not my boss, boy. Well, but you will do it. You're not my boss, son. But you will. <laughs> and you are. <laughs> I know the power of persuasion, Tig. Now you will do it. Well, hit us up on Facebook, Tig and Daniel, T-I-G-E and Daniel on uh, Facebook right now. It's 98.5 The Bull, Today's Hot Country. Still to go, Daniel. I got an update. Uh, there may be a theme park in town. I saw this. How about that? And Vanita. A huge, like, not just like a fair that you see in a parking lot at the mall. This is going to be a theme park. I mean, it almost sounds too good to be true, doesn't it? It's coming up here on 98.5 The Bull, Today's Hot Country. Good morning, guys. Tig and Daniel on 98.5 The Bull. You know what, Daniel, I'm sure of is that the lowest price in town for furniture is at Snow's Furniture. That's right. Barry says, uh, listen, if you don't believe me, come take the Snows Challenge. There's just not a price that can beat mine. And not only that, and you may not know this, you go to other furniture stores and they got the bed or the whatever. Then they say, we promise, we promise it'll get to you within three months. Snows Furniture has the furniture now, like this very moment. What you sit on, what you try out is what you can take home today at Snows Furniture. And then when you're ready to roll, 0% interest at the cash register. For 12 months. How about that? That's so whatever deal. you get, you got 12 months to give the money back, and there's no interest charge whatsoever. It's same as cash, basically. It's Snow's Furniture. I can't understand why you'd go anywhere else. Snow's Furniture is Tulsa's number one furniture store. <laughs> what is your number one thing today, I don't way? know what it is. Like I number just, one I'm morning show, number it, one, yeah. all this nonsense. It's Tiger Daniel. Snow's Furniture is online, in town, and on Facebook. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. Welcome into Did You See? We take a look at what the heck's going on around the world right here in Tulsa. Brought to you by Paradise Beach Water Park. Did you see this, Daniel, up in Venita? There's a planned theme park. And, I mean, not this is not like one of those things you see in a parking lot at the mall. This is a theme park, they say, maybe bigger than Magic Kingdom at Disney. This from News on 6. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to American Heartland. The announcement came with confetti and handshakes, and this is what's planned. A major theme park and related RV park and hotel for a site just outside Vanita. The American Heartland theme park would be as large as a Disney park with an expected $2 billion cost. The developer is Mansion Entertainment, founded by a native of Pitcher, Gene Bicknell. We're very proud to be in Oklahoma. I... My great-grandmother was on a trail of tears. Vanita is along Route 66, but only has a small footprint of tourism tied to the highway. The theme park would instantly become the region's largest employer, an estimated 4,000 jobs. Vanita's mayor describes the Heartland project as transformational, not just for the town and county, but for the whole region. 
And most importantly, he says, the people behind it have the expertise and the money to actually make it happen. Wow. So look at that. They've already, um, they've already been talking to the gas companies, electric companies. They've spent, according to this, $100 million or more just getting it lined up. I'm curious as to what Veneta... Uh, people that live in Veneta, what they're thinking. Is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? Their life is going to change. No, it's going to change. On, a, on account of this park. It's and 4,000 jobs. Veneta's got 5,000 citizens. So, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of people will be working there. Although I saw this uh, posted on Facebook, and a lot of people are kind of concerned because, remember, we were going to have Bell's Amusement back, mm -hmm. and that didn't happen. So people are a little bit skeptical, I guess you could say. But, I mean, if we get a $2 billion theme park an hour away from Tulsa, that's going to be something else, isn't it? Yeah, but I've seen these, like you're saying, these things, like in our hometown, they were going to do something big called Celebrate Alabama, same kind of situation, and then it never came to fruition. Yeah. But it sounds like they're this is going to actually happen. They've already put money into it, so uh, we'll see what happens. Also, speaking of a billion dollars, Daniel, somebody in California won the Powerball last night. One person. One person won the Powerball last night. Of course, there's the... Uh, peripheral pl prizes that are like the you know you match everything except the powerball so you only win a million bucks or whatever but uh california somebody's life is going to change drastically they get 550 million dollars if they take the one-time payout and after taxes i did the math 17 dollars yeah that's so. uh, i'm always fascinated how much they get after taxes why is that so fascinating to me i don't know why but uh so now like it resets and it's not as exciting anymore to buy powerball but I checked my numbers this morning. I will continue to come to work. Uh, do you remember that story that took place in Alabama outside of Birmingham not too long ago? I think the lady's name was Carly Russell. Kind of like refresh our memories on what that was exactly. A lady called 911. She's on the interstate and she said there's a toddler walking down the interstate, which is profoundly alarming. And uh, she says, look, I, uh, I see a toddler on the interstate. I'm going to pull over and help this toddler. However, when the police got there, the lady wasn't there, but her car was there. Her cell phone was in the car, and they could not find the lady, and they could not find the toddler. This was like unsolved mysteries kind of stuff. Horrified everybody. People yeah. are like, oh, my gosh, if this is this a trap where people are putting babies out there and then snatching people and uh, horrific? Well, it turns out now this uh, looks like it was. this is an alleged abduction. Alabama police received new details into Carly Russell's disappearance that includes curious Google searches that cast doubt on her alleged abduction. Here's the police chief down in Hoover, Alabama, talking about what was found. Carly's 911 call remains the only report of a child on the interstate, despite numerous vehicles passing through the area at that time. Detectives continue analyzing data from Carly's cell phone that was left behind at the scene. Part of what data includes several internet searches. In the days leading up to her disappearance, that I think are rele very relevant to this case. On July 13th, the day of her disappearance, the term, how to take money from a register without being caught. A search for a one-way bus ticket from Birmingham to Nashville was conducted with a departure date of July 13th. A search for the movie Taken, a film about abduction. And I, I do think it's highly unusual the day that someone gets kidnapped that uh, several seven hours or eight hours before that, that they're uh, searching the internet, Googling uh, the movie Taken about an abduction. I, I find that very, uh, very strange, yes. So it's looking like this was a... Uh, hoax? Here's the thing. I want to say hoax, but then also I don't know what this lady was going through. Was she trying to disappear and get away from, like, an abusive boyfriend or husband or something like that? I don't know what she was going through, but I'm glad she was found alive and, and safe and... Who knows what she... I don't want to give her too hard a time because I don't know what she was going through. You reckon well, she it seems be, like somebody trying to fake their own abduction and get the heck out of town. Or she may be ill. Could be. You know, so you never know with these things, but uh, it certainly scared that community. And um, But I think everybody's happy. She's okay, but... Scared the country. And finally, one last thing here, new food hack has people ordering their drive through fries in a cup. So go into your car's cup holder. Here's a TikToker, Tommy. Showing us how easy it is. Could I do a large fry, but could I get it in a large cup, please? Awesome, thank you. It'll go right in the cup holder. Perfect, right there. Did you have a hard time eating french fries in the car before that hack came along? I like that hack. I mean, why don't they serve it in something that would fit in your cup holder as far as french fries go? Not bad. The McDonald's french fry container fits in my cup holder just fine. Yeah, but it's cumbersome. It doesn't fit perfectly. You had to wedge it in there, though. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to. I'm an, I'm a non-wedger. 
You're not a wedger. I'm huh? a non wedger. You I like just a, like it to fit right in you the You like cup a nice holder. fit, do you? Yes. All right. <laughs> not a bad idea. It's not 85 the bull. Today's hot country. Tomorrow, you know, the chicks are in town this weekend. Yeah, and we got tickets tomorrow at 740. In fact, we're doubling it up, right, Daniel? Double tickets. A duble, as I like to call it, where the winner will then decide, do I keep both pair or do I give a pair to my competitor? We'll see what happens tomorrow, 740, right here with Tig and Daniel. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. 98.5 The Bull, today's high country with Tig and Daniel. Hey, Daniel, good morning. Kids all over this country having a hell of a summer. Um, that, I When I grew up, my grandparents and great-grandparents lived in the same town, so I stayed with them in the summer. I would go over to my, my grandmother's house. She did not run the air conditioner. <laughs> and I just sat in there and took it, just sweltered. Did you like going over there? Oh, God, or? yeah. My grandparents loved them. I did get bored, super bored. Mm-hmm. And the reason this, this reminds me of my bored summers is your son is going to many different camps, golf camp, all these different camps, and kids all over the country. Now, I guess that's what, and I don't know what parents are supposed to do if you don't have family in town to watch your kids in the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess these camps are a great idea. And, uh, I'm jealous that they, they, they're having a blast, though, right? That's good. Well, I don't know what happened in the world, but my grandparents, my grandfather worked at the paper mill, and he made enough money at the paper mill to where my grandmother didn't have to work. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know a whole lot of people where both parents aren't working. You know, to make ends meet, it's like both parents. So if you have a kid and they get out for the summer, you either quit your job or you send them to a camp. How That's, much are camps inexpensive? This seems like a relatively new thing to me, that these weekly camps. That, it's that it's surprising to like me, childcare. too. Um, it's, it's expensive. Is it? Yeah. Um, you know, I would say somewhere on the order of two to $300 a week Ooh. to send them to a camp. And then you it's multiply brutal. that times all the weeks that they're out. Uh, it's definitely uh, an expense. I mean, it's a relief when they get back into, like, my kid's in public school. And it's a relief that... Uh, the tax dollars are paying for his education at that point, not directly me, although I do pay into the tax thing. But, um, yeah, it's tough because I remember when I was a kid, sometimes my mom did not work, and that was okay. Like, you could still make ends meet. But nowadays, it seems like everybody has to work to make it work, right? Yeah, things are, uh, I don't know if you realize, it's super expensive now. And I normally, I'm not the kind of guy that ever notices this kind of thing because it's just me not having to, you know, pay child support or anything like that. It's just me. And even I, paycheck to paycheck. Of course, I'm a complete moron with money, but... But you're single. Right. Where's my money going? No kids, no wife. And uh, Uh, you make a good salary, but you're still broke somehow. Boy, I'm glad you don't have kids because you would be on Skid Row. No, I think if I had kids, I would not go out and you know my problem is i go out to eat and things like that but yeah. it's it's just these camps to me are such a I imagine a blessing for the kids too gives oh, them something to do oh he has a blast and um golf camp golf camp yeah i mean so he's having the time of his life however it does cost mom and dad a little bit of money to get him there yeah. but you know what are our other choices quit our jobs that's not reasonable either so you either pay it or you Quit your job. Where Where did you stay when you were when you were at that? You know that you only get, there's only a few years that you need like a babysitter during the summers anyway. Well, but I where told did, you what, did you 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 just stayed at home, right? What my parents did was uh, I always went to church growing up. We were my dad was a religious guy. My mom was religious, and uh, we grew up Catholic. However, during the summer, I was every religious domina- denomination. Because whenever the Methodists had their vacation Bible school, I went to that one. Whenever the Southern Baptists had their vacation Bible school, I went to that one. So really, they just sent me to whatever was the free or it cost 15 bucks a week or something like that. And I remember going to one camp and they confronted me. I was seven or eight. And the guy's like, so what is this Catholic thing? I was like, I'm seven, man. I don't know what I'm doing. You must have been a little confused that they at least sit you down afterward and give you a long talk. I remember talk they pulled me into an office and asked me about no, it. No, I mean your parents. Did they explain to you like, hey, you're kind oh, of no. studying all these different religions or you just were just very confused? Well, I was, I don't know how I felt at the time, but now I know what happened. They were just cheapskates that just said, I don't care if you're Methodist or Jewish or Baptist this week. You're going to that vacation Bible school. <laughs> I remember my parents sending me to the Westboro Baptist Church camp. No, and that's that was a bad a, one. That's a rough that was one. a rough one there. <laughs> Ty and Daniel on 98.5 The Bull. 
98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country. You got Tig and good morning to you, Daniel. Uh, your little son hit this milestone I'm not really crazy about. Um, and I, I've, I have little brothers. I used to date a girl with a son. So I've seen uh, kids go through these different phases. I kind of now know exactly the kind of phases your son is going to go through. Uh, when he was, like, even a year ago, he could not wait to come up into this radio station and be on the air with us. He begged. He calls it recording some action. Yeah, he wanted to come and be on the radio show because he hears us on the radio. Yeah, and he would be like, Daniel, please let me come in and record some action. And then he came in the other day with you, and he's on that iPad. Did not care about recording any action. It broke my heart just a little. Yeah. Uh, right now, every picture that he takes, he smiles in. Some point along the way, he's going to stop smiling in pictures. And he's not going to smile him again until, like, his early 20s. I don't know what it is about teenage boys in particularly. They get to an age they will not smile in a picture anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what else he's going to go through? He's going to go through hoodie phase, where he's going to want to wear a hoodie everywhere he goes. <laughs> he is, like Eminem. Even if it's 100 degrees outside, got to wear a hoodie. Oh, no. Yeah, man. I got to deal with that? Mm-hmm. There's going to be a point where it's no longer about you guys. It's going to be about his friends. He'd rather spend time with his friends than it's you. It's going to break That's my gonna heart. That's going to be hard. It's going to yeah. break my freaking heart, man. I uh, Like the other night, I crawled into bed with him just so I could be next to him. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, one day this kid is not going to want me around that much. And I'm trying to soak it all in. I think a lot of parents have gone through this where I know that D-Day is coming. There's going to be a day where dad... He's actually kind of caught on that I'm not that cool. When I was when he was three, I was the coolest dude in the world. Mm-hmm. Now he's kind of catching on that I'm not that cool. And, um, you know, used to, I would get home, and you could hear his little feet come around the corner, like, and he would jump into my arms. And now I get home, he's like, what up, dude? And he's only seven. You know, so, but I talked to somebody about this. Um, a buddy of ours that worked with us, he had two girls that were going off to college. And I said, Craig, how do you how do you deal with that? Doesn't it break your heart that your kids are moving out? And he said, God has a way of making it seem okay at that point. By the time they're teenagers, you're almost ready for them to leave. Because mm-hmm. right now, I can't imagine not being around my son. But I guess eventually, like, there's a way of the universe that, you know, the, the circle of life or whatever... By the time he's 18, I might be like, dude, I can't wait for this guy you know, to get out of I here. I mean, you guys probably still be close. Like, I can still call my mom every single day. Some people think that's weird. But every day when I get off work, I'm on my way home, I'll call and check in. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll do the same thing. Well, I used to call my mom every day, too. And, um, I mean, it wasn't even great conversations. It was, I went and got a chicken sandwich and I, you know, went to the store. And, you know, not really anything great. However, then she met a guy, and now my mom's remarried, and I never heard from my mom again. Oh, well, dang, dude. That's particularly sad. <laughs> she doesn't talk to me anymore. <laughs> I'm She's sorry. Like, it's like, in, remember <laughs> that's the, awful. Your, do you remember your friends in college when they got a girlfriend, you just never heard from them again? Um, kind of. There was some kinda, people that just really. abandoned their friends because they got somebody. That's kind of my mom. Oh, boy. Well, I'm sorry, man. That <laughs> makes like me feel a, really can terrible. Can I have a hug? <laughs> Give me a hug. <laughs>